Hey, it's me, Susie Singer-Carter from Love Conquers Alls. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, which is what this podcast you're about to listen to is on, it's super easy to make a podcast. It's free, has creation tools, they distribute for you, you can make money, and with no minimum uh, listenership, and uh, it's got everything in one place. It's great. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and let me know how it goes. I think you're going to like it. And now, here's our podcast. When the world has got you down Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here's your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and Cassie Cruz. Hey, I'm Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Cassie Cruz. Welcome to the very first episode of Love Conquers All. <laughs> we are so excited <laughs> to provide a platform for those of us touched by Alzheimer's. Which there's way too many. So thank you for joining us. And we just hope this becomes a place for you to share feelings and your fears and frustrations and guilt of which we all share being caregivers, and of course, invaluable resources. You mean like practical tips for caregivers during the holidays? <gasps> yes, I do, Cassie. And by the way, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays! Yeah. <laughs> we have such a great guest today. Her name is Connie Chow. Yay. And yeah, yeah. And um, Connie, who she was a caregiver to her grandmother for 20 years. Oh, my goodness. So she really knows all the challenges and everything that comes along with being a caregiver. And from that, she launched her website called dailycaring.com. And it's free website that has an email newsletter and it has practical care tips for caregivers that are caring for seniors of all kinds, not just Alzheimer's and dementia. Awesome. Yes. What I'm excited about is she's got these amazing tips for how to deal with your loved one with Alzheimer's and dementia during the holidays, which is already stressful enough. Exactly. This is perfect timing. Yeah. So, you know, it's inherently stressful. And then you add caregiving to the mix. It's like your cortisol levels are going through the roof, right? Actually, according to Connie, it really doesn't have to be so hard. I'm so excited. So should we bring her on? Let's bring her on. Connie, are you there? Yes, I am Oh my God. Thank you for coming. And and we're so excited. And I just barely touched on how you started dailycaring.com. But I would love to hear what motivated you to get into the senior industry. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me, for inviting me on. And also, I want to say I love the title of this podcast, Love Conquers All. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We love it too. Because we know that love does conquer everything. And we also believe that that is not going to cure it. We hope that we find that, but that's not what that's, this is about. It's more about like, how do we cope? How do we cope and what, and motivate us to, you know, stay positive and, and, you know, seek whatever we need until we find a cure. Yep, absolutely. And really that, that is the key. You know, we have to be loving and kind and patient with each other and that it's, it's in some ways it's like half the battle, right? 
Totally. Yes. So, right. It's um, how we show up. Yes, exactly. So like you said, I am a former caregiver. I cared for my grandmother for many, many years. And um, the caregivers are the unsung heroes of this world. I champion every single one of them. That is why I made my movie, Broken Memories. And I champion you and all caregivers out there because you are not alone, even though I know it feels like a very lonely place. That's why we wanted to make this podcast for people like you. Yes. You know, that's something that we hear a lot at Daily Caring is that people feel alone. But, you know, the three of us, we know there's there's a huge army out there of caregivers who are doing all this hard work every minute of every day. And so we are not alone. When my mom was first diagnosed, I didn't know anything about Alzheimer's at all. I mean, I really didn't. And I, I mean, I spent a long time trying to talk my mom out of it. Mom, you're going to get through this. We're going mm-hmm. to, right. you have Alzheimer's, but we're going to, we're going to nip it in the bud. How's that go, Susie? Oh, it went so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we learn, we learn as we go. We learn. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. I tried. I tried. Yes. Okay. And the, you know, that counts for a lot. So, um, you know, it really was caring for my grandmother that, you know, inspired me to start dailycaring.com. So we have this website and we have a daily email newsletter to help families who are caring for older adults and provide the information and resources that they really need. And so that's why I always encourage people to sign up for our emails because you're so busy thinking about the person you're caring for and, and just taking care of life. So let us do the work of delivering that useful information so you don't have to go out and search for it. Absolutely. That, that's a fantastic resource. And, and so everything's in one place. That's a, great, that's a great gift. And a lot of people aren't close to organizations or even support groups. So this is, yeah. this is great. And they don't feel they have support from their families and right. they don't know where to go and they're overloaded and they're barely just trying to get through day to day. You think they have time to search online to actually find more resources for themselves or what's good tips to help them. It's difficult. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And we hear from those folks all the time. And so, you know, we're glad that they have a place to come to ask us questions, you know, and hopefully, you know, we can help with the information and the, the resources that that we're aware of. That's fabulous. You know what? Let's take a quick break and then come back and get more awesome information. And we're back. You're listening to Love Conquers Alls. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Cassie Cruz, and I'm Susie Singer-Carter, and we're speaking with Connie Chow of DailyCaring.com. The holidays are generally just just, I think, tough on everyone, right? Yes. So, um, but of course, especially if you have these health conditions to deal with, and especially if somebody has dementia, you know, Alzheimer's. So I rounded up some of our tips from the Daily Caring website. We have so many great gift idea articles. And so we've broken them up into, um, we have one for seniors with dementia, one for just a general, our giant list, um, we have ones for older women, ones for um, older men, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely visit our website to get all of the ideas. But how to help people with Alzheimer's, you know, some of the key points are to remember are really to reset expectations. So both yours and other family members. Yes. That's, what are those? Oh how do we no, reset? That's, that's so true because I, I literally went shopping for gifts last week and I thought, well, I'm going to get her some awesome like lounge pajamas and some awesome, you know, soft socks that she'll be comfy in. And then I think, am I doing this for me or her? So what do you think? 
Yeah, we hear about things like that a lot. And and first of all, I think those are wonderful gifts. I think, you know, you're really thinking about her and how you can make her life just, you know, on a daily basis, more comfortable and more enjoyable. And, you know, that's, we all love loungewear and, and cozy socks, right? So right. Um, I'm sure she would love them. In terms of, you know, one thing we do here is that, um, does the person know? Do they care? And I think that's a really important topic because, you know, even if somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia, even if they can't necessarily express themselves in words um, and or show you in some way that they are acknowledging what you're doing for them or or um, acknowledging that they want to thank you, if even though they can't do that, that doesn't mean that you're not positively affecting them. Ugh. Does that make sense? So it totally does. Because does. look at when somebody doesn't know that you're there, but if you are rubbing their feet and putting lotion on their dry uh, skin and mm -hmm. their feet, whether they know it at that moment or not, you know that it's better for their body, better for their soul. And there's going to be that appreciation if and even if they can't express it. Yeah. No, I yes. love that. It's how I feel about going and visiting because, you know, I know we all have experienced, you know, people that have that can't really face their family member that has Alzheimer's right. or dementia because they're in denial or they're upset or they're angry yeah. and they don't want to believe it's true or they don't know how to how to how right. to love in that situation and that's yeah. exactly what we're talking about yeah so they yeah and a lot of it is is the is the mindset that oh they're well if I go they're not going to remember that I was there well maybe not in the way that we remember Right. But that feeling of love permeates for quite a long time. It can be really hard for um, for for people to accept that, you know, this is really a big change in the way that you interact. Right. Mm -hmm. It does become kind of one sided. But there's a great quote and it's about how, you know, people won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. That's and, Maya. That's Maya Angelou. Yeah, I and love I, her. I, I love, love her, her too. And I think that that's so true. And and with the case of Alzheimer's, and yeah, maybe they can't express to you that that they they feel good, but I think that they do. They still will feel because we all have feelings, and and yes. even if they react in a negative way because of whatever's going on with their Alzheimer's situation, because you know it's a very fearful place. It could be from that side of not remembering. It yes. doesn't mean that in the long run, if you go there, and even if it was a negative experience on the appearance, it doesn't mean that it wasn't worthwhile. Yes. Absolutely. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Well, considering that we, we've all agreed, it's a good thing to bring some presents, whether or not they go, oh my God, I love it. You know, <laughs> so maybe you could give us some ideas besides pajamas. So we spend a ton of time just, you know, racking our brains, scouring the internet, thinking of, awesome ideas for gifts for somebody with dementia. Mm -hmm. And um, so our approach is that, you know, kind of like what you were thinking is, you know, when you give a gift, you want to make someone happy. So we're focusing on things that are fun and enjoyable and that bring comfort. And so, you know, similar to your, the loungewear and the socks, we have a lot of great sensory type items like fidget quilts, massage balls, weighted blankets, and also some fun games and activities for a variety of ability levels and interests. Because, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's at a different place, right? Yes. Yes. So um, so we put together this list and um, we have prices that range from as low as $6 to some, you know, a few items at more like $100. Most of the stuff is, is very affordable, though. So 
um, you know, really it's about thinking about the person and what they like and what they're still able to do. So one of my favorite gifts are the puzzles that are designed for people with dementia. So these um, have beautiful pictures and nice big pieces that are easy to hold. And then usually they're around 36 pieces, which is pretty manageable um, for a lot of folks with dementia. And um, also they have uh, custom photo puzzles. Oh, well. I love that. I was just going to say that. That's a phenomenal yes. idea. Hello. That yes. is so good. And every time they put it together, they're rewarded because it's someone that they love. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And so, you know, those are some, it's like a fun activity um, or it's a special memory. So that's a great one. That's kind uh, of You guys, universal. that's awesome. That is brilliant genius. I'm going to do that. When you go to visit your mom or your dad or anybody else that you love, a lot of times you're like, okay, now what do I do? You know, because right. you, you talk and you talk. And then for me, I sing. We sing music because music oh, is magical. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely magical and connective. Also, check this out. When you do those uh, puzzles, maybe you can do memory puzzles. It's not just about who you love, though, Susie, right? It's like because the, the long-term memory is more intact than the, than the, the short-term memory, yeah. right? Yes. So, yes. so like so uh, when they were children or pictures of when you guys were, were children totally and then, yeah. and then having that picture puzzle that'd be cool and but, you know what sometimes the best gifts are that i think and tell me what you think about this connie just exactly what Susie said like i would make up songs for my ex-boyfriend's gram we, we we cared for her for two years so i would always make up songs and we'd sing and we'd uh, laugh and we'd say and we do silly silly stuff and it was just the moments together that made the yes day. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I think number one, music. Music is fantastic. I mean, really for anybody, but especially for somebody with dementia, it really can reach a different part of the brain. And it's, it's so much easier to enjoy and to engage with. And um, just having fun, laughing, like that's the best. It, that goes back to the whole feeling good, you know, that's amazing. And then being able to spend time together and and to know that um, you're not being left alone. You mentioned a couple of gifts and that I that really intrigued me, like the weighted blanket. And yes. um, I think you you mentioned um, massage balls. Yes. Yes. The massage balls. Yeah. So, well, number one, I do have to I do have to give a shout out to weighted blankets. I have one myself and I now I can't live without it. It is amazing. It's great. What, tell us anyone. about what does it do? Oh my gosh. Um, so they really exploded in popularity. I have to say it's, it's really something it's for anybody, you know, honestly, and the extra pressure and weight on your body, um, kind of gets your body into this relaxed state just physically. And, and I, so, they talk about that with like, uh, with, with, with dogs as well, when they have like yes. the, the shirts or the, yes, or whatever that have, the, the tightness on them to help the stress. Well, there's yes. also, and that's the concept of swaddling babies is yes. the same thing. It feels safe. Oh, exactly. It is that same principle and it, it encourages your body to relax. And, and I have to say it really works. It's amazing. You have to try it. You have to try it. No, this is great because especially for people who are like when my mom moved in with me, it was during, I call it the, it was like, I walked her over the bridge. She lived with me for a year and it was the tough time wow. when she was like, you know, she was fighting Alzheimer's tooth and nail. Yeah. And so she would get agitated. And yes. wow, that would have been so helpful because anything to ease their agitation is is very welcome. For caregivers as well, you know, it's it's certainly, it's a super stressful job, right? In terms of gifts for somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia, 
Things like fidget quilts are fantastic. And I don't think it's something that everybody's necessarily heard of before. I've never heard of it. Can you tell us about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So these are things where um, and you uh, basically you can be creative about it. So the main idea is that you have a like a soft, comfortable thing. Let's call it maybe a quilt or a pillow or something or even they do aprons. Mm. So that's that's the surface that you're working with, right? You attach on there a variety of different things um, like buttons or zippers <gasps> or ribbons. So you can fiddle with all of these things or like you attach different things. And um, some of them are really creative. Like they can, they can customize it based on somebody's past career or their hobbies, you know, things like that. And so so you put all these things onto this, um, you know, a quilt or a pillow or whatever, and then the person can sit with it in their lap and, and comfortably fiddle around with it. Of course, you know, you want to make sure yes. everything is safe and attached well, et cetera. Um, but then they can kind of soothe themselves with this activity that's calming and comforting and keeps their hands I oh so not I like, love that. So not like buttons where they can pull them off and eat them in case they think they're candy or something, right? So not like. Well, you just have to be careful. You have to, I mean, you can do buttons, but just make sure they're really right. well attached. I would, I would check them frequently, yeah. you know, but, um, but people really enjoy those, those kind of, uh, but I, I think at different stages you can exchange different fiddle things because you're right, Cassie. Like yes. I think my mom, if it was, if it looked like candy, she'd be trying to eat it. Uh, of course. Because yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not that they don't have that memory maybe. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speaking, you know, out loud. All yeah. That. But I want to do this real quick. We just uh, want to go to a quick break. Break and we'll be right back and we let's talk about caregiver gifts when we get back yeah okay guess what we're back welcome that was fast okay That's, we well we're quick uh, i love just it. want to say that we were talking about uh caregiver gifts um connie can you help um help us uh, find some of those that's important yeah because we caregivers <laughs> we we like gifts and you guys, and, and by the way, sometimes the caregivers need, need to gifts. give our own gifts. We deserve gifts. gifts. Yeah. If someone doesn't give you a yes. gift, by all means, get your own gift. Buy yourself a gift. You deserve yes. it. Yes. We definitely, we all deserve Yeah. Them. So what do you have for caregivers? What do you think would be great? I would say um, my first guest is a massage. <laughs> oh, that is on our list. So we do have an article about that um, and on our website. And so one of them, you're spot on, one of them is massage, but what we liked, the approach that we took with this article was that, okay, we have these great ideas, right? But we know the reality of being a caregiver. So yes, it's great to get a massage, right? Uh, like but a gift sometimes certificate you don't have massage. time to get it. Yes. That's Bingo. Bingo. What if, what <laughs> if, I can't, you know, I don't have the opportunity to leave the house to actually get the massage, exactly. right? So you... So like the, the add on to that gift would be to um, find some way to either take over or pay for some help just so that you can actually go out and take advantage of that time for yourself to relax. That's awesome. And you know what? I, I think, OK, so I'm 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 seriously a sandwich generation because I have my mom and now I my daughter just had a baby. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, wow. so we have Congrats. a little baby who's a, a month old. Congratulations. And thank you. And when you think about it. It's not dissimilar on, on how you care give because and and with all respect and love, but that is the the cycle of life. So one of like I will go and relieve my daughter and her husband and, and let them take a shower 
or, you know, let them go shopping by themselves or whatever they want to do. Just have some alone time because it's stressful being a full time newborn parent. Right. And the same. And I feel like it's the same. It's very similar to being a caregiver where you, you can't. You know, if if you go take a shower and you have someone who is advanced stage of Alzheimer's, they could be out the door. Yes, absolutely. It's, you know, it's really that no matter who you're caring for, if this person is dependent on you, the responsibilities of caregiving are just consuming your entire life and yourself. And sometimes sometimes a good gift is just having somebody uh, watch that uh, person for you so you can take a nap. Yes. Yes, yes. We definitely mentioned that it's a, you can definitely sense, you know, when you read the article, the theme that goes through it is take over, find some, you know, like pay for help, you know, basically get, give you time away from caregiving, give you a break from it. I love that. I love that. Cause don't you, do you get a lot of, um, guilt people that feel guilty? Like I, I do feel guilty yes. that if I don't spend like, you know, the days that I say, I'm going to go see my mom. I, I get the and I love her to death, but I, I will feel guilty. Right. And then I know actually my mom would say to me if she was copus mentis, she'd say, you have a life to live, live your life. You know, like <laughs> I am like, right. I don't want to be a burden to you. Stop it. Get out of here. Go. What are you doing here? Right. But, right, but we don't, right. we don't say it to ourselves. So we feel guilty. And I think, you know, we have to remember that we do have our lives as well as being caregivers. We have to live a life that is fulfilling. Yes, I agree. And then, you know, the, there's a very popular saying, you know, you, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So you have to take care or the other one that's very popular, like you have to put your own oxygen mask yes. on first. I know they're very, they're very cliche no. and, you know, people, Lisa time, Gibbons wrote a so book true. like that. You have to take your oxygen first and, 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 you know, yes. and, and it's so true. And you do that. Where, did, where, where does that come from? It's like, you know, being on an airplane. If you're a parent, you right. put your oxygen on first before your babies. Yep, absolutely. Because, you know, if something happens to you because you've gone, you know, a thousand percent all this time, then what good are you now if something happens to you, right? What good are you to the other person that you're trying to yeah. take care of? You need to stay healthy. You need to and you need to be happy to be healthy. So, yep. Absolutely. And I have a question for you, Connie. How did you yes. as a caregiver for that many years get through that? Well, um, so it was, it was really interesting. Number one, I'm very lucky that our whole family, you know, took care of my grandmother as well. I, I kind of became her primary caregiver, um, especially in the last couple of years, but um, we did have the support of our family as well. Do you well. think that's cultural? And- Connie, do you think that, you know, because we, we, we tend to see a, a lot of different cultural responses to our seniors that are different in each culture right and do you think and, yes. and you, what your cult your background or your your nationality is i am right. chinese so yeah it's, it is there you know there definitely could be i would of course you know i would always say that every family is different but there are some cultural um trends i would say that um are you know more like some cultures are have that culture of always you know, taking care of older family members and others are don't emphasize that as much. So there can be that um, going on as well. Yeah, because I think I do. I saw that at least within in the Latino community that, you know, my mom's caregiver who was um, 
Guatemalan. My mom, we're Jewish. My mom would go to the Guatemalan church every Sunday because she was La Reina, which is the queen, because they revere. Oh, <laughs> and my mom would be there so in her Chico's and her Dooney and Burke purse. And she'd be like, Buenos dias, I soy nanny. That is amazing. <laughs> How fun is that? That's fantastic. It was fabulous. And she loved it. She loved it because they, they were like, oh, nanny's here. Because they called her nanny. Because my kids call her nanny. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, yeah. it was it was so delightful and it, you know and it was like and my nieces and nephews never visit my mom so it's so you know so I did see it within our you know just a little difference that's why I was asking but the other thing that I think happens a lot is that um you know especially now it's like people work so hard people don't live in the same cities right yes and so that really cuts down on the number of people who are around. And I think, you know, life was simpler back when everybody just lived in the same place all together for their entire yes, life. Yes, 100%. Right? That, was, that was a lot simpler. So, um, you know, so we definitely didn't have as many people around as would have been nice. So we definitely, um, especially, so my grandmother was very lucky to have had um, pretty good physical health for most of her life until her mid-90s. Wow. Um, and so the the kind of earlier years of caregiving were more around advocating for her at the doctor mm -hmm. and making sure she got all of the care that she needed, um, you know, health wise, and just to keep her, you know, on that good physical track. And then towards the end of her life, when she really just started to become, I mean, this is, we're talking advanced age, right? So, um, you know, she became more frail had had more um, mild uh, memory decline or cognitive decline. And, um, and then she had some falls, you know, and injuries. Mm -hmm. And so that that's where really the care just ramped up. And then we did. So um, it's a it's really it's a full time job, you know, and we hired help as well. But even even so, you know, I was really, I was really there with her um, for a good Shoot, now that I think about it, it was like a good eight to twelve hours. Oh a day. my god, Connie, you're like an angel. How did <laughs> no, you how did you no, handle that all, for a, that amount of time, all. Connie? What how did you continue? How did you have that sustainability? You know, it was um and I'm I don't think that you know, I think that's the kind of thing that just happens. It's it's not like I I set out to do that, but um you know, in a lot of ways, you just do what you need needs to be done, right? And then you um, try to take care of yourself, and in the in the meantime, right, in the in your off hours, let's say. And then that's why you know we did hire um, some help as well because you know nobody could do this twenty four seven, right? So um, and then we had some other family members as well, but it's still everything just takes time right yes absolutely right. right and then and then what did you work or did it was that your did you take that on as your as your work no actually at that time I had already started dailycaring.com um I was already a couple years into the journey and had been thinking about you know forming daily caring for for a while before then so I was lucky in a sense to have that flexibility of working for myself um, and starting this company. And um, so that was really helpful. It's definitely, it's really challenging when you have um, a more structured, like a nine to five job, 
um, where you're expected to be there um, during certain hours, that can definitely be more of a challenge. But um, so that's where I had that flexibility. So if something came up with my grandmother, I was able to go ahead and take care of it when it needed to be done. But, um, but you know what? You're still an amazingly special person because, <laughs> I mean, that is, that's to, I don't know how old you are and I don't, I'm not going to ask you, but you have to have been very young when you started taking care of your grandma. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And it's, and it's, it is rare. And I know that, um, just to share this with you, my, when I mom, when I had my mom move in with me after my stepdad died, it was because she was having like Groundhog's Day, right? Like where's. Oh, yeah. And I, I felt I literally could not let her be alone. So I moved her and I had my 16 year old daughter with me. And I had so many people think that I was doing the wrong thing. Like, oh, how can you have her live with your daughter? It's so hard. It's going to be a burden to her, blah, blah, blah. And I had one of my friends who's a uh, endocrinologist and she's very, very intelligent. She said, are you kidding me? This is the best thing you could do. That's what I was yeah. going to say. You know, why would why would you think that that's a bad thing? That's amazing. Yeah, and by and by the why, by the by, a year later when I did have to finally move my mom into a facility, my daughter said she wasn't ready for her to leave. Oh, how sweet is that? I mean, you know, I'm sure there were huge sacrifices that both you and your daughter had to make, but it is so meaningful to be able to be Well, there. it is and it's and you learn so much. You learn so much about yes. life, like you don't, you don't know until you walk in it. Yes, absolutely. You don't know until you exactly. know. And, um, and I think, but I think one thing that is important to mention is that I think some people feel um, very guilty if it is necessary to have um, the person they're caring for move to assisted living or more of a nursing care situation or for Alzheimer's or dementia, a memory care situation. Yes. And I think that that is not, that's not something that you should feel guilty about. I think the main goal is to make sure that they're well cared for. And that's not always something that can happen in the home you know, with just one or two people. Because also it's about their safety. And if they don't know, and yes. like what Susie mentioned, like you're, you're all of a sudden doing one thing and then they're slipped out, they slipped out the door. And, yep. and that could be very detrimental in so many ways. And when it gets to that point that it's, it's the, it's what is the best for, for, the, for, for the them. person that's suffering for them. them. Yeah. And I know sometimes right. you're like, well, they're in a facility, it's better to be home, but Okay, is it safe for them though? And and can right. you be on their every on their every whim? And it's very difficult, and it's a it's a very hard place to be. When did you decide, um, Susie, to put your mom in a home? Um, my mom. It was when that it was after uh, a year with me, and she was beginning to get go through. She was extremely agitated, and. Um, then she started to get when she started to get incontinent, I think was the you know, I, I realized that it was That's a tough situation. Yeah. That was that was when I was like, I can't I can't do this on my own. And even with just a caregiver, we needed we needed professional help. Is yes. that is that what did you I, do, Connie? When did your did your gram also go into uh, um, uh, assisted living or um, you know, with her the situation actually worked out um it worked out well in a way. She was we were able to care for her um, up until the end. Very nice. So, um, but that's, I think, you know, a lot of it, I think, is a combination of luck. 
Yes. It's it's not that it, we, you just have to, you know, you go with the situation and you make the decisions that you need to make um, to make things work. And sometimes it's financial. Sometimes you, you know, yeah, you, absolutely. you know, and, and a lot of things are force our hands financially. And like I, I mentioned before, Alzheimer's and dementia, they can be extremely long diseases. And, yes. and so like, which is one of the reasons why this is such an important topic is, is that people are, you know, we're, we're, we're getting bankrupt from it. Yeah. And so we need to figure, figure that out. How do we, you know, people run out of money. And how do you navigate with that? Yeah. But that's a whole nother show. It's a whole other show. <laughs> so, um, well, wow, Connie, this, this just went so fast. It really did. It has been so fun talking with you both. We have to have Connie back, Cassie. Oh, for sure. I, we, Connie, I would love to come we're back. We're so impressed with you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your stories and the stories about your grandmother and caregiving. And everybody go to dailycaring.com, sign up for their newsletter. Um, they have amazing information every day every day. So, so yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for dailycaring.com. Thank you for being Connie Chow. And, and, and thank delight- you to you, our listeners. We hope you liked our show. And if you did, please subscribe and share the podcast with others who are also dealing with Alzheimer's. We have so many incredible guests lined up. So many. To yeah. Inspire and inform you. And please message us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And you can also leave lovely voice messages at anchor.fm. Love conquers all. Absolutely. And and also, happy, happy holidays to everyone. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, Connie. Thanks, Connie. Bye. Thank you.